This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Dave Leventhal grew up as a young man in Southern California in the 80s. Like many young guys of that era, Saturday mornings were often spent in the record store going through the record bins looking for your favorite artists. As Dave got older, he had Southern California rock band success for several years before deciding to take time away to raise his family. And now some 25 years later, the music has come back around and Dave is enjoying his debut album, The Long Player. Dave joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his new collection of original music, the new album, and what his future looks like in music. Dave, hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, Greg. How you doing? Good. Good. Good to talk to you, man. You are out there uh, for me, out there on the West Coast. I'm in Virginia. You're in what part of California? I'm in SoCal. Um, down here uh, in the L.A. area. Yeah, okay. I, actually, we were just out there at the NAM show in Anaheim, so uh, we were a lot closer a week or two ago than we are today. Yeah, no kidding. Did you, do, you, do you head over to that? Do you guys get a chance to check that out? You know, I had passes this year, but I got, uh, I got sidetracked, and I couldn't make it down. So yeah, I, yeah. I missed it, and I know it's a great event, a lot, a lot, good live music. And equipment and it's, oh yeah uh, so yeah uh regretfully couldn't pull that one off well it was the first one back since covid back in january like kind of like the old the old normal one so it was uh you know it was it was nice to get back down there and the weather was perfect so um maybe we'll catch you down there next time <laughs> uh, I'd like to. so we are uh together this afternoon uh to talk about your music and your music career you've been um uh, dabble at this for a little while. When when did when did the bug hit you? When did you when did you first start becoming interested in music? Probably somewhere around age thirteen or fourteen. Okay. Um, you know, I grew up in a household. I had an older sister that played guitar, and uh, you know, she being five years older, she was buying records. They were 
coming out at the time. We're talking James Taylor, Cat Stevens, mm-hmm. uh, Credible String Band, Renaissance, uh, Steel Eye Span. She had a pretty eclectic taste. And, um, you know, being a young kid, um, I was hearing all that. And then, you know, once I became, you know, 12 or 13, I would, I would spend uh, my pocket change on buying albums. Yeah. 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 All of us did in the eighties. <laughs> um, every bit of allowance we had in the seventies and eighties, we would run out and do that. Oh yeah. I still remember how much an LP cost at the local store. $3.69. Yeah, man. And when then I first the, started collecting. The cutout bins, the 99 cent albums. Oh, love. I, hey, I got a lot of good stuff out of those. Yeah, things. I know. <laughs> were were you a. I, hate how they, I hated how they would cut the corner. I know. That would always irritate me, too. Yeah, you, you ruined the jacket, man. Come on. Don't. Why'd do you got to do that? That's huh? right. <laughs> were you. Um, were you playing an instrument at that point or just finding your, finding your, the style that you liked? Yeah. So I started out, uh, you know, in the school music program and I was playing trumpet and then they moved me to baritone and then they moved me to French horn. So I was always playing, you know, sort of uh, band type music. And I did that all the way through junior high. And then of course I needed to get my hands on a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so started playing guitar and, and being in bands as a teenager. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's when the, the bug really spiraled out of control. <laughs> Set me on this life path. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you did the high school band thing and, and that evolved into wh- what? Where did it go from there? So the high school band thing was, you know, th- there was a lot of passion put behind that. Sure. And um, those were, you know, uh, those were sort of fun days. And so it, it didn't take long until I was like, well, you know, I wonder if I could write a song. I got some ideas here. Mm-hmm. And so those were my earliest uh, attempts at songwriting and, uh, you know, pouring my heart out about, uh, you know, romance and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that it, it, it went from there. Um, and then I, I sort of delved into, wow, I really like the songwriter aspect. And so, um, as I went off to college, I would spend, you know, a fair amount of my free time just being a songwriter and writing songs mm-hmm. on, on acoustic guitar and 12 string. Were you still, uh, doing the college band thing at that point? Were you, were you doing that too? Yeah, it, so, you know, it uh, took, took a little while, but um, kind of shifted into, uh, let's let's have an original band. So, first little original band I had in college was called Poetic Justice, and, hmm. and uh, you know, it was my, my songs, and, you know, we were playing in the dorm room. Yep. And, and uh, we played a few keggers. Yep. <laughs> in the backyard, I'm talking... Right. I'm talking big time. Yeah, yeah. Not just a few kegs, like 20 kegs, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, um, but yeah so th- that that was kind of like, you know, I, I just had a, a immediate sort of love affair with being an artist and uh-huh. writing, writing songs and, and being in a combo and, you know, presenting it to people and, and uh, there was an electronic music program at 
this school. And although I was never really into sort of music concrete and kind of the far out things, right? I signed up for the class because, you know, the hours that you'd get would be the, the, the overnight shift hours. Mm. <laughs> so I, I could bring my band in. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So that, that was my first, uh, my first experience being in a recording studio, you know, trying to learn how to, how to make recordings and, and work on a, a four track reel to reel. Hey, that was, that was exciting stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. I I I miss the analog days. Honestly, there was some uh, a lot more creativity. Uh, you had to think think differently, but harder sometimes. I think to make things work. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, it, you know, I read something really interesting. Uh, it's actually I was watching a, an interview, a YouTube interview with Mark. I think his name is. Michael Omarkian, hmm. he was a producer for Warner Brothers. And okay. He was a piano player that played on a lot of famous stuff like Steely Dan, and he, he produced Christopher Cross. Anyway, I was just sort of hearing this interview that he did just a couple of days ago, and he made an interesting comment. He goes, "A lot of times, it's our it's it's the limitations of either the artist, the producer, the studio that actually create a lot of definition of what a project or an artist sounds like and is. It's not." everything they can do sometimes it boils down to what they can't do mm, interesting. i thought that was pretty yeah. fascinating yeah yeah very so yeah interesting so you know we only had four tracks in those days right? but you know <laughs> yeah. we, we we learned we learned to coalesce ideas into you know uh their i don't want to say simplest form but their best form that they could be using you know that number of tracks we were bouncing tracks you know sure. we were we were doing that but you know we also knew the more you, the more you added in the more you bounce the smaller your your you know your final mix sure so, that's right yep yeah yeah so the, the those years for you post-college and 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 starting to uh, you know dabble in the recording process and, and the writing and the originality where did that where did that take you i i know there was a point where you you kind of took a break in your career did you have uh uh a season where you were taking a serious uh jab at this before that yeah so you know when i got out of college uh i i i embarked um you know my goal was you know to be a recording artist and um i was you know playing playing bars for a living mm-hmm uh, you know, uh, you know, probably I'd say for about, I did, I did that for about eight years. Okay. And, you know, you get a lot out of that. Sure. Um, oh yeah. You, it's good for your chops and everything, but I'll also say that, um, I, you know, my, my, my real passion was in writing songs and trying to be and record them and trying to be a recording artist. Mm -hmm. And I, I definitely felt at the time, I look back a little more romantically at those years, but I definitely felt at the time that my best energy was being, you know, sucked up, you know, being in a cover band, you know, which is the equivalent of, you know, doing a musical recital right? Uh, every night at a bar. Um, sure, there were good times and I, I loved the good times and everything, but, um, you know, it impacts your productivity as a, as a, as a writer right, and a creator. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, um, I, I, I did that for about eight years 
um, until I, I made the decision, hey, I, I'd like to keep going on this, but I need a day job because I cannot keep going out at bars at night, every night, and slogging away, and, and, and it's kind of making me lose my respect for the stage itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll take its toll on you, absolutely, and and especially in, in that season of uh, of time when, when the bars allowed the um, – a lot of people to smoke indoors uh, it just added to that um, uh, th- the wear and tear on on the musician. Sure did, sure did. And by the way, there was plenty of self inflicted wear and tear. Oh, I'm sure of that. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's uh, that environment just creates this that. Well, there's, there's just a heaviness in there that um, you know it, when, when you're the first one in and the last one out, and you're doing that four or five days a week, um, I, that just adds to the pain. Amen, brother. <laughs> it kind of went down like that. So, so yeah. So, uh, you know, in terms of uh, timeline here, we're 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 somewhere in the in the early '90s, and I'm living in LA, and I, I've I've made the jump. I got a day job. At that point in time, I was a substitute teacher for okay. LA Unified. So by day, I was Mr. Dave, and at night. I had my band, um, and I was, you know, playing the the better better rooms in town. I was playing the Roxy and the Whiskey and the Troubadour. Wow, cool, yeah. And you know, uh, I was getting good good shows and good dates, and and I was, you know, trying to see if I could get a professional opportunity, um, you know, and you know, maybe get a get a get a record deal, which seemed like the pathway to sure. uh, yeah. making a living or something like that, but. Yeah. Honestly, when it comes to, uh, you know, the business side of things and being here in L.A., man, I didn't barely scratch a dent. <laughs> yeah. I sucked at that. <laughs> well, you had a lot of competition uh, out there in those days especially. Yeah, and and truthfully, the type of music that I was interested in, I was writing and creating, wasn't what those talent scouts were looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I I even had people at the time kind of tell me, hey, I think you'd do better if you went to Nashville or Austin or somewhere like that. And I just wasn't in a position with my life um, to pick up and move and and do that. Um, You know, I had family and I I had a fiance. Actually, I was married by that time. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. there there was no unilateral decision to be made. Um, And I'm not blaming anybody else. I was... I felt like I was knocking on the door, but, you know, the truth is, and I did get some good gigs, and I was drawing fans, but the industry was pretty disinterested in me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was that was in an era, too, where the industry wasn't even, it was it was very uh, narrow-minded, it seemed like, you know, and, and they had they had an idea what worked, and if you didn't fit what they had an idea about, then they weren't interested. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. It really did, um, and I gotta say, uh, yeah, every era has some 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 quality music being produced, but uh, it's certainly you know not a lot of great records in my estimation came out in those years. A lot of good music got left on the table. It did. It did for sure. Yep. So you you took a break then at that point. Was that was that when you stepped away for a while? Yeah, uh, you know, um, reached that moment where uh, my wife let me know, hey, we're going to have a baby. And uh, 
you know, at that point in time, it, it, uh, man has to look himself in the mirror and go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing here? I've, yeah. I've, already, I've, I've already, you know, sort of gambled with my own life here, but now we got somebody else's life. I, I don't know, man. And honestly, you know, maybe if I had a little something going, sure, I, I, I could have stayed the course, but anybody that's ever played a hand of poker knows sometimes you got to fold your car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I was holding, I was holding a really strong hand, all unsuited, you know, yep. Yep. four. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Man, I, you probably are telling a story that a lot of, a lot of musicians could tell too, you know? Um, sure. So, uh, but for you, uh, that was, 25 ish years ago and and something something must have changed your mind what what drew you back because we're we're now uh you got a new album is it out yet or it is yeah it's out okay yeah and and uh long player am i getting that right yeah the okay. long player the long player so uh what 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 initiated that yeah so you know, I never, I never lost my love of music, mm -hmm. and I always wanted music to be in the house. Um, you know, we we ended up having three kids, all boys, three boys, and they liked having music in the house, mm -hmm. and uh, so I would I would play. And it's funny because they they know a lot of the songs. You know, I would play both covers and some of my original stuff, and. Mm -hmm. You know, even today, now that they're young men and grown, you know, sometimes I'll be hanging with them if something comes on the radio or in the car and like, Dad, I know that song. You used to play that song. <laughs> yeah, they remember. Yeah, that's, so, yeah, that's I, cool. I, I kept playing, um, but just for myself and inside the house. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, uh, you know, I, 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 I was, uh, my focus was, you know, pretty much on the kids and, you know, I wanted to be out there on the ball field with the boys and, you know, have a good experience and, you know, be a present dad and all that sure. stuff. So yeah. that was my focus. And then, um, and you know, really what, what happened is, you know, they, they grew up and those birds flew the nest, man. And I was like, okay, this is like, this is my moment. Yeah. And of course, of course the world, had, the musical landscape had changed. Right. You know, when I put, when I put it down, uh, you know, way back in, we're talking 94, you know, we were living in an apartment. If you go back, you know, when, when we're, when the first baby was born, we were in an apartment and, uh, right next to the cat box, I had a little four track, <laughs> a little cassette four track. So, you know, that was, that was where I was doing my writing and sketching. Then now fast forward, you know, to, you know, this modern era, you know, you buy yourself a computer, right? Get a little software, and you know you, you basically have the potential to have you know uh, your own home recording That's studio. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The or only thing was I I didn't have a lot of skills on that computer stuff, so yeah. uh, I had to start you know kind of from scratch. And uh, I met some nice people at the music store. I met this one really cool young guy. His name's John Spate, and um, he uh yeah he was the the audio guy over there and i i said to him i said hey uh any chance i can uh you know pay you for have you come over and you know teach me how to use this stuff <laughs> that's cool <laughs> and he said sure man and so uh you know i set about learning how to um you know to use 
um, um, you know, computer software, right, and to start recording myself, and and that inspired me to you know to write some songs. So at first I was like, well, I got this old song in it, but I quickly realized, you know, hey, you know, most of these songs, it's not that they don't have uh, relevance right now, but you know, this is me talking, you know, 20, 27 years ago. I, I, you know, the world looks, the world and life looks a little different. Let me sure. see if I have something to say about what I've learned and what I've been through. Mm-hmm. So I started writing music that more reflects my feelings as a, you know, a man of 62 <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to you know the man who put it down at yeah know, yeah 20, 27 or whatever yeah yeah it's amazing how much you figure out you you grew 30, up <laughs> you grew up in that in that time span when you start to take a look at it that way yeah yeah it's 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 really true um the other thing that kind of changed and kind of happened in that time span was you know when i when i put when i put music down and i i stopped writing pretty much yeah i was playing around the house and you know but i'd i'd be knocking out you know familiar tunes or put playing an old tune every now and again Mm -hmm. that i'd written but the funny thing happens when you stop sort of pursuing it yourself Mm -hmm. after a few years i noticed that my uh my tastes were buds were starting to expand Mm. to other types of music that i because because I had sort of picked up the dream so early, I had kind of defined, you know, younger people like, I like this, I don't like that. Right. Like, if I, no, that's out. I, I, I'm, so the thing that I had noticed was I would listen to music as a younger guy, and it was all sort of through the prism of, you know, would I create that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But once I put it down after some number of years, I was like listening to stuff that before I would have never even considered. Hmm. Hmm. And um, it really opened opened up my uh, my taste buds, my palates for for different types of music. Yeah, and uh, changing. I influence. thought that was yeah. I, I thought that was c- kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. So the the new album, the Long Player. When did that actually drop? for you uh just this month okay here yeah in february and is that is that a debut album for you it is yeah wow that's awesome that's cool that's cool never better late than never man absolutely for sure so do do you have to hurry well that's right that's right and you got plenty of time to 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 create more that way Uh, and, uh, you know, to that extent, you know, you go through the cycle the whole first time of, uh, you know, sort of creating, mixing and all the other things, thinking about the album art and everything and, and, uh, uh, having, you know, how you're going to release it to your, to your audience and so forth and so forth. And after you've done the whole cycle once, you're like, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah. So, you know, it gets your, it gets your mind, uh, sort of, Okay. Well, what could, what else could I do here? What could I do <laughs> right, the next yeah. time? Yeah, so. yeah. So, are you? Do you have? Uh, um, how are you sharing it? Are you getting out live? What does that look like for you? Are you getting getting out of, out of Southern California? I mean, do you plan on to try to travel with it a little bit? What's what's that look like? Yeah, um, I just played uh, the Whiskey a Go Go, and uh, we had a really really nice turnout for that for my uh, LA album release event. Cool. Um, That's cool. 
yeah and that 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 was just terrific it was it was so fun there was so much energy in the room and uh, um i made the decision that you know i although although i'm a small artist i wanted to have an impact um you know on the world that i live around so i made the decision that all the proceeds from the sale of my lp by the way i stamped up vinyl oh neat cool yes yes (laughs) talk about bringing everything full circle man you know it's like yeah honestly you know an album when you're holding that physical album i used to daydream in my bedroom you know with the reading the lyrics and looking at the cover and everything so you know how the long player is a gatefold it's got all the lyrics on the inside and wow that's cool yeah yeah yeah. being being a being a child a a young a young guy that that uh you know shopped the record stores and and man i'm i'm in the same ballpark age-wise so i remember those days you know saturday morning man head off to the record store so so to be you know fast forward and and stand there and hold hold one with your picture on it with your music inside man i can't imagine that sounds cool Oh, it's it's a thrill. And then what I decided was, hey, man, you know, I'd like my music to have meaning beyond just selfishness of, hey, you know, it's, 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 it's my music. What can I do? So I decided to donate all the proceeds from the sale of my record to Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Oh, good. Cool. So That's neat. I got in I got in touch with them and they, you know, they listened to the record because, you know, they 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 have to make sure it's something that you know has uh, is appropriate, you know, for them right. Um, right. to be affiliated uh, or associated with. And they checked it out, and they go, "Yeah, you're cool. Yeah, well, we could do we could do this." Yeah. So um, yeah, so it was great at the at the album release party in L.A. We we uh, sold about a thousand dollars worth. So all that money going to Children's Hospital, and oh, then man, that's uh, cool. Since then, you know, the orders have been coming in on uh, on the through the website, and some people are buying the the vinyl LP. You know what I was most surprised about? What's that? It was almost an afterthought. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll stamp up some CDs. I'll make some CDs. A lot of people <laughs> buy CDs. Yeah, they do. It's coming back, man. Uh, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm hearing that now. People are, especially there's. The, I, I don't know what the age group, but there's an there's a there's an age group of young people who who didn't grow up with it. They're fascinated. The, the the curiosity for them about the the compact disc is just as it is for that other generation on the vinyl. So yeah, and then maybe there's hope for the CD yet. Who knows? Yeah, so you know, that sold sold uh, some nice uh, you know uh, CD product out there, and uh, so yeah, that worked out great. And and um, and then in answer to your question, I'm gonna um, tour throughout California. I'm gonna um, play shows coming up in the San Francisco Bay Area, San Diego, in Orange County. Um, that's those are the markets I I, I yeah. feel like I can I can service and get to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without um, really sort of, um, you know, you know, the bands all got day jobs and everything. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, you know, there, there's a limitation here, man. Yeah, give <laughs> us uh, give us the website. Where, where can people reach out, get in touch with you, and uh, and order order their own copy of the album? Boy, that'd be great. It's uh, dlmusic.us. Awesome. Dlmusic.us, like Dave Leventhal yeah. music. Yeah. Just dlmusic.us, and then when you go on there, um, you'll you'll see it. There's a uh, 
you can either uh, it says recently released music or you can go into the store and it's in there and you can buy a digital download if that's all you dig or you can buy the lp or you can buy got a little combo pack in there um where you can get a album a cd and a t-shirt for one low low price and all (laughs) all all the uh all the proceeds are going to children's hospital yeah Uh, that's awesome yeah yeah cool well, Dave, man, I, this has been fun, man. I enjoyed uh, your story and 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 getting to know you a little bit and helping uh, helping our listeners get to know you a little bit. And uh, I hope you just knock it out of the park with sales and and uh, come up with all kinds of cool stuff to do it all over again here real soon. So we appreciate you taking the time to share it with us. Well, gee, Greg, I sure appreciate you guys, uh, you know, interviewing me and talking to me about this today. Uh, you guys have a great uh, podcast and a, and a great. Uh, a website and online magazine cool. and thanks man I, I i love the music you feature so it's 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 it makes me very happy to be part of it and you know thanks again yeah hey thank you man good talking to you thanks again for tuning in to this episode of americana music profiles find us on itunes at americana music profiles and on the internet at americana rhythm.com